skies smiling at me. Just to be clear, neither of us is going to a party. No, 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 no parties. Yeah, let's be. Let's Have do you had people clear. ask you what you're doing for New Year's? I've had a couple people be like, <laughs> um, is that a plans? Thing? And I'm like, of course, no. Which for me is a relief because I actually, New Year's Eve is my least favorite holiday. Right here. Since I was a teenager, it's right been here. stressing me out. And what I usually do on New Year's is I tell people that I have plans and then I stay home. And um, I, because it's just one of those holidays, I feel like there's a lot of pressure. One time I was running and often I'm working too. So like if I'm working, whatever. But like uh, one year I was running a show that was a big benefit show. And, um, you know, it's one of those like hard to, to gauge thing. We were expecting about 400 people, 200 people showed up and then left before midnight. And the DJ who was DJing the, the supposed to be like the after party starting at midnight um, like everybody left before midnight for whatever reason. I don't know. Like you try to throw, you try to throw a cool show and a party, but like we did the show from. I was at that party. You were at that party. <laughs> oh my god, you were at that party. How awkward was that fucking thing? Okay, well then you're gonna not let me fudge the numbers because okay, because really, literally everybody literally. left. Literally, and I was there, and I remember because I had on the cutest vintage dress. I remember because I remember telling you like too many times, your boobs look amazing in that dress. You're <laughs> they like amazing. Did. They I did. actually saw a picture of that dress today and I was like oh my god I have to get back to a time where I can wear that really cute New Year's Eve dress so cute so you're not so I was gonna be like there was probably like 50 people no man no, no there was no, not dude. it was like but why this, did that happen me up that the show was really good okay like the yes. show was packed we were we were hoping for like 450 we got like 250 maybe 300 people came to the show but like and I had I had timed it. I had thought like people will come for the show and then like the show will end. We'll all do we'll all do Happy New Year together. Um, I think it's because I was running that at the time with someone you know, and I had pushed to try and get a much younger crowd in, like with musical choices and guest choices. And they were pushing as always to get like the much older crowd in. And I think what happened was um, they won a lot of those arguments, and we ended up the crowd was like our usual like God bless them. I'm not knocking it, but like they were older and after the show they went home and went to bed like they well, were the already about, out late the thing about a new year's eve event is that it's too long always yeah because what you try and do is like feed people and entertain people and that takes like two to three hours yeah and so you can't start it until nine but you can't feed people at nine yeah so it always inevitably starts at like eight or seven thirty yeah. and then by the time it, it's too long it's people are like drinking like they're never gonna drink again yeah and so i think it's just like a flaw with the actual holiday that you can't it is you can't can go you on and Even on I and on going out like you'd be like woo let's go out for new year's and then like you go eat at like seven and then you're like all right what do we what do we do for like and you just drink right tell and then at by and then midnight you just sit there yeah and you're then just what's waiting. the fucking point yeah it's the most anticlimactic experience yeah <laughs> and then plus you've already slogged through all the other holidays yes you're done yeah you're, you're so done I, by the time new year's comes around i'm like oh really we have to do another holiday we have to rally thing. and out of all the holidays it's the dress up holiday yeah so and it's freezing cold so then you're like oh i gotta put together a really cute outfit that like i can wear warm. in 20 below yeah exactly <laughs> perfect yeah and i and i don't remember you remember that night yeah the it was DJ, so cold it was so day. cold that night and uh everybody left and then the dj was like starting the party out and his girlfriend or maybe wife wife had a complete 
meltdown on me and like pulled me out and like screamed in my face that this was the worst New Year's Eve she'd ever had and she wasn't having a good time and why had I never learned how to throw a party and I was like I don't know what to tell you it was a benefit we were hoping people would stick around like I still paid the DJ but she was so mad at me and she is literally the only person I have ever met who was a fan of New Year's Eve like she was so mad she was like this is my favorite holiday I love this holiday. You're the worst. And I was like, I think that a- makes her a psychopath. It's yeah. nobody's favorite she, holiday. She did. I don't know that, you know, we've never ever since then gotten along. <laughs> so it's fine. It's fine. I'm curious about that person. I'll if tell, it's we'll, the same we'll, person we'll, who that is. We'll yeah. talk about notes later. I have other yeah. notes on that person. Yeah. But. I would love to just completely eliminate New Year's as a thing. I was, I'm hoping that because of 2020, a lot of people who are really day oriented will sort of be able to be like, oh, they're all just days. Cause like sharing custody, you know, we did Christmas. We did, we hadn't, we didn't have the kids for Christmas Eve. We got them back Christmas morning. We did Christmas morning, but like, I feel like people get really hyper fixated on like Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve. And you're like, you could literally do it two days before five days after it doesn't actually really matter. You could do it a month late. Time yeah. is made up. I, I don't I don't subscribe to the has to be on the time on the day because of things like custody. And, you know, when you have four siblings and they have partners and yeah. it's like, well, we have to plan a time that we can all get together and it's probably not going to be on the day on the time. Yeah. And you'll live. You yeah. guys will you'll live through it. It's OK. I and nobody will even remember like, oh, well, that was the Christmas where we celebrated it on the 23rd. Really? You yeah. remember that? No, no. you're not. <laughs> so tonight, I think Alex gets. So he doesn't get off work anyway until like nine or ten. So probably uh, I might make a little fire outside like this, and uh, maybe we'll roast some marshmallows. Probably more likely, uh, we've been watching the BBC 1984 Sherlock, Jeremy Ooh, Brett Sherlock. It's all available that. on YouTube. I tweeted about it and it only got ten likes, and I was like, "You guys are very wrong about this because that." Oh show- no, that is he. He is the quintessential. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes. And he is such an amazing actor. Like every little nuance of uh like really just just phenomenal. So we've been never seen it because he's a baby. And so we've been watching that. So we'll probably stay in bed and eat Christmas cookies, which you sent over, which you were nice enough You're to still send over. Those Christmas cookies. Well, we got a, lot, a lot of treats. <laughs> it, we got a lot of treats and Oh, I got so many. I actually I'm the person now who is freezing candy. <laughs> Yeah, we might have to do that, too. <laughs> like, my dad went to Lee's, you know, our beloved Lee's. Yes. And um, he said before he went, because he stopped by to buy my house before he went, and this was before Christmas, and he said, well, do you do you need any candy for Bodie stocking? And I was like, oh, yes, please, because I don't want to do a bunch of trips to Lee's. Um, and so then on Christmas, it was not like the chocolate Santa and the little bags of goodies. It was like full on pounds of candy. <laughs> yeah, Cause they sell candy in like a giant. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so I can't get rid of it because it's really good, good yeah. candy. Do you have any chocolate covered cinnamon bears? I do not. Oh fuck. No. That's my favorite one. My favorite is the uh, pecan log. Those are really good. With the panooch in the middle and the caramel and then it's rolled in pecans mm. and it's like a foot long. <laughs> my favorite candy in the world is a chocolate covered cinnamon bear and Lee, nobody makes them like Lee's. They're so good. And I really like their little caramel balls too. Oh, those are amazing. Yeah. We did the same thing like... Uh, I kind of I feel like because it was 2020 for the kids I went a little overboard obviously and I was a little like you know ended up being like they got so much crap in their so stockings much so much crap and so but then also I feel like everybody 
because we couldn't see each other, everybody baked. And so like yeah. my aunt brought over a pie and some bread and another aunt brought over a bunch of stuff. And so like our, we got two challah breads and like it, it, we have so much stuff in the kitchen right now. It's just like in heaps. My parents brought over like a trash bag size <laughs> thing of kettle corn that they made for everybody. And um, I've just been basically carrying that around like an infant eating it for five days. I've just been like, oh, I better have another more kettle corn. So yeah. It was really fun on Christmas Eve. Um, I had baked cookies. I always do the cookie and the cookie distribution thing because it's something that Bodie and I love to do together. And those were so, can I interrupt you to tell you those potato chip? Oh, those. What are those called? Okay. Those are potato chip pretzel marshmallow moon pies. I I literally just got a little teary (laughs) thinking about it. The kids got into it before I did and Henry pulled it out and he goes, what's this? And I go, oh, I saw her um, Instagram that it was, it's a blah, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, and he takes a bite and he's like, whoa. <laughs> and then I, I was, I knew it was good. So I ran over and grabbed the rest because there was two of them and I, he, I grabbed the rest and then I was like, the other one's mommy's. That one's mommy's. Nobody else gets to have that one. And then Arthur came over. He ate half those and we were, were all like, oh. ridiculous. Those were so good. Potato chip and pretzel and marshmallow. Yeah. amazing yeah moon pies yeah you have to pass along to Bodhi and salted that those were my favorite oh he knew oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was hoarding them um because you know of course the recipe only makes i mean they're a good size cookie yeah. it's a moon pie but it only made like 24 or something and then we had all these cookie boxes that had to go out and um i think he's like snuck half of them just ate them <laughs> just like Good straight up ate them. i would have i would have been like these aren't for guests no nope. no this is not for friends and yeah. family this sorry but i interrupted me. you usually do the cookie thing oh so we usually do that and i was out like um just around in my neighborhood um uh, taking a walk on on christmas eve and there were so many people driving around the neighborhood taking gift bags taking cookies oh, yeah i must have seen 10 cars going to different houses and dropping things off and i was like now this is tradition i can get behind yeah everybody doing a little um drop off kind of a mayday yeah present thing on doorsteps there wasn't any like knocking and hello it was just leaving things for people that i got things on my porch that i I did not expect i thought it was so cute like and here listen i didn't do this to you or with any of your things just so you know pinky swear but i got so much stuff oh you regifted it oh for sure yeah like because i hadn't gotten anything from my neighbors and then my aunt brought over um two banana breads and then my other aunt brought over two banana breads so i did the thing where you like put you just sort of like oh how lovely and then i brought it to the neighbors (laughs) with some like little chocolates thrown in like there's a banana bread for you and they're like you're so you're so crafty i'm like aren't i get out of here crafty like a fox (laughs) (laughs) all regifting fox over here so yeah i I definitely did it because we we really did get so much stuff. But yeah, I like that as a tradition. Everybody dropping. I feel like that's what it used to be more like. And yeah. now it's like, all right, really, you're supposed to spend $2,000 on your credit card on a bunch of plastic <laughs> shit that gets thrown away anyway. Yeah. Also What'd you that. get? What'd you get present wise? Let's talk presents. <sighs> what did I get? I got new earrings, a new apron. Um... 
Well, I told you I had asked for a miniature elephant. Yes. <laughs> you asked for a miniature elephant. <laughs> that was, uh, that didn't come through yet. Oh, geez. But I thought it would be the best gift. Um, and I thought I was getting it because I, there was a package. You know how you get, like, get those um, things in your email now that say there's a package coming to your address? And there was a package coming from Malaysia. <laughs> and you were like, <laughs> and I was like. Here she is. Dude, I knew it. <laughs> he pulled it out. Um, it was my apron that was made by somebody in Malaysia. Um, what did I get? I don't know. Just assorted. I got a kind of uh, cashmere shroud from my parents. Ooh, nice. I guess they finally realized who I am down yes. deep in my yeah. soul. Yeah. <laughs> my sister got this like really cute fitted sweater and a matching hat and gloves and they just literally gave me a shroud. They were like, we, we get it finally. We got you a shroud. <laughs> um, I got, um, Alex really knocked out of the park this year. He got me Fenty makeup, Ooh. which I never, I have never bought fancy makeup for myself i'm very cheap about that stuff and like i never get good makeup and he got me fenty makeup and it is amazing look at this nude lip look yeah. at it incredible yeah, it's beautiful and it turns out yeah really makes a difference i was putting on the mascara and i was like it doesn't even sting amazing <laughs> i love it it's so good it doesn't just immediately flake off yeah it was, it's so great and um then he also got me uh i had asked for an all-white sweatsuit that's what i wanted because i saw this you're the bride that's what i I wanted (laughs) i wanted it i saw this very cute girl on um tiktok wearing one and i was like oh shoot we're we lost it again oh no we're back i don't know i think we're having a little issue with the internet maybe um but uh I asked for a white sweatsuit and then um, I I thought, oh, I'll look like this cute girl on, uh, geez, no, we have to reconnect again. Hmm. I don't know what's going on with that. I wonder if it's just because it's overcast or something. Yeah, something. All right. Well, let's see. Poor Alex will have some. Okay, we're back. I don't know, you guys. I think, I don't know. It's Jocelyn's internet. It's wintry. It's winter. It's cold. Um, But I I thought, oh, I'm going to look so cute in this little white sweatsuit. I'm just going to look so adorable. And it turns out that's for young women. It turns (laughs) out that's a really cute look on a on a 22 year old who's very skinny. I just looked like a middle aged lady who just joined a cult is what I looked like. I looked I was like, I got some white sneakers to go with this. But it's very cozy. And I was like, I'll just wear it around the house. And but then the other day I had to uh, my neighbor came over and knocked and I was like, I'm in this fucking white sweatsuit. I have to open the door in a, like a mask and a white sweatsuit and be like everything's fine over here don't just go enjoy your banana bread and just don't overthink it okay get out of here i gotta say this is not the time of 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 our lives when people should be dropping by at all no 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 because no, no. i have been in the same situation like oh no i yeah. <laughs> and they know you're in there and you're like mm-hmm. but i'm very Where sorry you but be? i cannot answer the door <laughs> because i am wearing a go romper. stand on the other side of the fence and we'll shout at each other like civilized people please yeah i was i was pretty mortified but he got me and he got me uh, jumper and so he basically got me fancy makeup and fat clothes and yeah. I was like what an angel you are what a sweet sweet man um, and it was it was yeah perfect gifts I have can I tell you a, a funny sex thing I know you, you don't you're not crazy about it when we get into all the sex stuff but this is pretty good 
because so cr- Christmas last year for Christmas he, it was his first time in like a relationship and <laughs> you were gonna say it was his first time his first time having sex no no he's a little more like, this is funny <laughs> but no he had never been in, so he'd never like done Christmas with someone and he dropped the ball a bit okay like didn't get me anything for my stocking didn't know you were supposed to do that I was like who do you think does Santa's stocking me I do my own so this year he I could tell last year he felt really bad so this year he there was like he got me a ring light he my stocking was full of all these wonderful little treasures and stuff he did such a good job all, every gift he got me was like he's a really good gifter yeah he's very he's like listening when you're saying something he's listening and it's in a list somewhere so it was it was very sweet so you know as a way to show my appreciation on Christmas Day after the kids were all settled and everything in the evening and we were just upstairs I decided to give him a little Christmas blowjob you know just to just to reinforce like you did good <laughs> you did very well thank you not just because of like the gifts but like also it was just felt festive so while I was giving the blowjob he did something that no one has ever done during sex oh, with no. me and no I think it's like my new kink I'm so into it while I was blowing him he wished me a Merry Christmas <laughs> just like, no but like so sincerely like so sincerely wished me a Merry Christmas and I was like like he was like Merry Christmas <laughs> loved it and i was like keep doing that so while i was blowing you just kept wishing happy new year merry christmas merry christmas oh it was the hottest thing and i was so into it and i was like oh we had the craziest sex after that and then so last like last uh two days ago we were fooling around and he tried it again he's all merry christmas and i was like no it doesn't work it's not authentic and i need it apparently i love it but it has to be on the day uh, maybe christmas eve i feel like you could get away with it uh but i was like nope not authentic i don't want to role play this i need it to be christmas so it's like a kink we can use once a year i was like so well, things to look forward to though something you to always know it's to. gonna be a great christmas i know i was it's like gonna be what, a Merry what christmas. is that about <laughs> apparently so it was part of them it was just the sincere way he said it to me it was just so oh it was so intimate i loved it i just thought it was so great i knew you'd like that that's I fantastic you'd like it. yeah well i have to say dave also did really well on christmas i can't remember because i can't remember gifts very well but um the when we first got together he totally blew christmas Uh-oh. and like the morning of we're sitting there opening presents with Bodie and he literally had no Christmas gift for me mm. and no stocking, no nothing. Ooh, ooh, and ooh. I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. You know, yeah. like he'd been worried about what he was doing for his mom and he was worried about Bodie and sending stuff to his siblings. And I was like, I am the number one on your list. Yeah. I hate to break it to you, but I am a hundred percent your priority yeah. when it comes to gift giving yeah. now. You're my partner. And, um, he felt, of course, horrible. He was yeah, like, well, was I thought we were going to go do something. We go shopping together. I was like, nope. <laughs> you have to wrap it. You have to think of it ahead of time. It has to be good. It's like none of this well, just... Well, part of that is you're an amazing gift giver. I've gotten gifts from you before, and you are really... You're like Alex. Like, you're well, so thoughtful. Even if I was a terrible gift giver. Yeah. Like, it's still just you like, need to get your partner a gift and you have to be thoughtful yeah. and you need to listen. And so, like, I've been, you know, dropping hints like, oh, I want a new apron. Oh, I want some new hoops. And um, so he did. And he did. He did both Bodie and my stocking. Oh, I got a bunch of new smart wool socks that are super cute. Yeah, nice. 
Um, I love a sock at Christmas. Oh, I love smart wools. And I'm I, wearing them right now. My aunt got me some. They're I my, can't buy really them. Nice. They're like 20 some dollars for a pair of socks. I, that's what uh, that's what I think for me for Christmas is like, I always try to get people stuff I know they wouldn't get for themselves. Yeah. Because I'm also like, I spend a ton of money. All my money goes on the kids and all year long and at Christmas. But I'm never like buy myself anything nice. But that's what I feel like Alex finally figured out was he he got me stuff like smart wool socks like that. I, I would never be I would, would never blow that on myself. And I tried to do that for him, too, and get him stuff that I'm like, I know you would never be like, oh, I want this. Like I got him. He's big into woodworking and I got him this handmade chisel set off Etsy, which is super cool. And it has all these different kind of chisels. And I'm like, he would never feel comfortable blowing the 45, 50 bucks on that. Right. But, you know, when somebody else gets it for you, you're like, you're paying attention to the things I love. Yeah. Like, that's so it's nice. It's really important. Yeah. Yeah. So but, so Dave doesn't. Good uh, job, Dave. <laughs> well, yeah, it was good. But don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't that's, have to have somebody correct you. Yeah. That was last year. I, I didn't I didn't have Alex is so sensitive and sweet that he just saw, you know, I mean, I have been Santa for many, many years and have been a single mom. So like when. The kids, in fact, I have told the kids, like, if you guys don't get me something for Christmas, I don't get anything, you know, like if you don't and like the kids finally, I think about two or three years ago, hit the level of maturity where they sort of like were like, oh, mom didn't have anything under the tree, except I had like a couple things from friends to unwrap, you know, and they were kind of like, oh, so now they always get me like they they kind of always get me the same thing, but it's still sweet to have something like a mug or something to unwrap, you know. So the kids always get me a little thing and they I make them get something for each other too, to kind of start getting in that habit of thinking of other people because, you know, they're just oh, so I've self-absorbed. D- I've done that with Bodhi since we since I met him, which is he has to buy gifts for his cousins. He has to buy a gift for Dave and I and he has to spend his own money. Yeah. And he does really, really good. Like he got me, he got me a a candle because I was, I specifically said I want a a new candle and uh, it's a scent that I really like and he wraps it himself um, and he got Dave a pizza cutter. So like he has to think of something that the person would like. Because it's not about the money spent. It's about like, are you paying attention to the people in your life and what they love? And that's what I try to impart Also, it's not with the kids. Oftentimes they are so self-absorbed that Mm -hmm. they, like can't comprehend that it's not about them Mm -hmm. but i have to tell you (laughs) so um bodhi and his friend were gonna go down to fred meyer to do gift buying and i was like okay i think that's a good idea um take your money and go and um, Roland was going to get something for his parents. And then Bodhi was going to get something for his mom and his stepdad. And I didn't give him any suggestions. I didn't. I didn't. I was just like, that's that's good that you're doing that. He came back and he, <laughs> he got his mom an ab roller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Tell him that's never a good gift. An ab roller. I'm not gonna tell him. And I swear to God, I was like, oh no, no, no. This is gonna go over really bad. Yeah. Like she's not like the she's not pers- gonna think it's funny. No. Like if my kids got me that, I would be kind of like, all right. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it was she like the wrong gift. A hundred percent. Poor pickle. <laughs> and I was like, she's gonna think that like 
She doesn't think you picked it out. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a shitty enough, like, mean enough gift that she's totally going to think that I, like, co-signed off. Oh, yeah. That you were like, get her this. Get her this. You're like, no, no, not me. I was like, you know what? That's a lesson you got to learn once in your life. Like, don't be doing that. That's not a good gift. Weight loss gift is never... Weight loss gift for a middle-aged lady? No, no, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No matter how from the heart it is, it's not. Yeah. So I liked my candle. Yeah. Candle? Really glad that you didn't get me an ab roller. (laughs) Man, I can't. I can't remember what the kids got me, but it's usually about the same thing. Oh, Arthur got me socks and a uh, reindeer stuffed animal. And um, Henry got me a mug. And Calvin probably got me a headlamp i can't remember but that's usually it's usually a flashlight related so right, sure <laughs> um well we did promise last episode that we were going to uh actually read the comments for once and um take and some, that's why we're wearing different outfits that's why we're wearing different outfits i think alexander was the one who requested different outfits look at us huh look at us look we i think he said yay Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Happy New Year, Alexander. Um, so yeah, different outfits because that was a request. Um, so uh, we had we had a, a real mix of questions and comments to go through here. I'm going to start off. The first one I'm going to read to you. I really like this one. Um, any events? Shoot. It was from Shane. And I can't remember his last name, but Shane, who's often here. If you're here, Shane, hello. Happy New Year. He asked... Are there any events in life that you think helped prepare you in your ability to endure 2020? And I was like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to hear Joss's answer on this. My whole life? Your whole life. Which time a person tried to murder you would you say helped you prepare for 2020? Yeah. So what, what events? I mean, I I don't know about a specific event, but certainly like... Um Having to be really uh, independent, self-reliant, living alone for many, many years, Um, moving to, oh, I I can tell you, Uh, moving to Tucson and not knowing a single person in Tucson, and I moved from the Midwest, and I, I didn't know one single person when I moved there, and of course, this was before any, any, like, social networking kind of things where you could maybe meet people quickly. And so I was by myself trying to like learn a new city. I had never been there and I didn't know anybody who lived there. And also I just want to, we don't have time for the whole story, but I want to throw in that your ex had left you at a gas station and stolen all your stuff. Yes. Well, it was, uh, he, he so left, it was actually there. at a restaurant. A restaurant, He sorry. just took the moving truck yeah. in Las Cruces, New Mexico and left. We left you at the restaurant. Yeah. On your way to move to Tucson, left you at the restaurant. Right. I just want people to know that part of the story <laughs> because you didn't just show up in Tucson not knowing anybody. You showed up without the person that you and thought no, you were moving there with. nowhere to live and none of my stuff. Yeah. Yes, except I did have my dog, so that was good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that really, I, I remember like I got... So I was in Las Cruces, stuck with no stuff, and I was moving to Tucson. And I was like, well, I better just move to Tucson because I had a job. And so I, like, looked on Craigslist for a place to live, and I found a studio apartment. And I remember, like, just driving in concentric circles ever larger to try and figure out where I was because I didn't have, like, I mean... I was still using maps, basically. Yeah. We were basically using, like, MapQuest or something to figure out how to get around. I didn't have, like, GPS or anything. So I would just, like, like slowly, in, you know, increase my 
territory by just do, going in circles. And um, yeah, by like three or four months of, I, I had made friends and I'd figured out where the grocery store was that I wanted to go to. And and you, when you left, you left a really big support network behind. Like you have oh, friends huge. still in Tucson. You have yeah. fr- tons of friends there. Yeah, I still feel like it's my home yeah. for sure. So, and that was after years of living there, but that was something that I think a lot of people don't do in their lives, which is move somewhere where they, they don't know anything. Yeah. Which, yeah, I have definitely done because we moved uh, like every six months, you know, for a while. We were moving like constantly and I've lived all, and or sometimes every three. And so I've lived all over the place. So, yeah, that definitely helped. I think for me, it's that I had such a quiet, like a kid. I can't quite describe to people who live in the Midwest and in the East how isolated of a childhood I had, like in the summers, especially like where we lived um, with my biological father was like two hours from the nearest town and your neighbor was your nearest neighbor was 20 minutes away. You know, like you had to drive so far to see anybody. And I was alone I mean, I had my, and my, my father and stepmom would leave. They were gone pretty often. And I was just there with my little brothers and, um, and I was alone a lot, like just kind of all the time as a kid. And even now as an adult, kind of like, also, I think being a comedian is really similar to being in quarantine, except for you have to come out of your box for 45 minutes a night. Um, because you're like, you're really isolated when you're a comedian, you're just on the road and you know, I would just, you know, I'd get up in the morning and go have a little breakfast somewhere, walk around alone, have a little lunch, you know, go back to my room, practice my set, take a nap, then go to the club. Like, yeah, you'd interact with people, but it's not like a lot of times everybody is a stranger around you for, you know, a week at a time. And I feel like being a comedian, honestly, in some ways, I I did a Zoom show last night and I was like, it's crazy that I thought I would hate this that I would hate doing Zoom shows because uh, I did it. I did a, a show last night, like just, you know, just like in my living room, barefoot. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> this is, yeah. and I didn't have to go and like be super depressed in Kalamazoo for four days, you know, like I was like, this is actually pretty and nice. In and out is what for me, I'm finding that I really appreciate like the, um, it's all of the, it's all of the getting ready to go the place and drive to the place and figuring out the parking and like all the stuff around when you're actually doing something is what I hate. Not the actual thing. Yeah. And now I, it's like, I don't have to worry about the trappings of it all. Yeah. Like we had to do um, a zoom birthday party for, for Dave's dad. So it was basically like all of his siblings on zoom and his dad And so it was maybe an hour, hour and 15 minutes long, which normally would have taken four hours of our time. We would have to, you know, go somewhere. And it was like, (laughs) it's still like not fun, but it was totally painless. Pretty convenient. Yeah. 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 Because I just, I was like, well, I'm just going to sit here and have a glass of wine and talk to these people and... Yeah, and it's made me so much better. I have all these friends all over the country who, like, I only really see. I mean, I text with them and stuff, and I but I only really see them and have, like, long, deep conversations with them, you know, uh, when I'm in that town. And, like, on Christmas Eve, my friend Arlo Weirhauser, who's a comedian, wonderful person, they called me. They were like, hey, can we Zoom? And we did a Zoom call on Christmas Eve, and then I thought, well, fuck it. So, like, why not? 
just do this, you know, with anybody you're missing. And uh, it's made me better at like talking to people with more depth, I guess, that are far away. The rest of it too, like for 2020, I feel like I feel like I did pretty well the last four years with uh, the Trump situation and wasn't as shocked as a lot of people because I grew up with a narcissist. And so I was like, yeah, he's just going to keep lying and being terrible and it's going to escalate. And the more you uh, fight it, the worse it gets. And there's no good outcome with a narcissist. Uh, Mm -hmm. The only good outcome is they lose interest and you don't have to deal with them anymore. There's no, so I feel like living with a narcissist really, several narcissists. It re-traumatized me because I've been in relationships with several, like several major relationships with major narcissists. Um, My personality is just really attracted to that, I guess. Um, But it, it, it was traumatizing. It's still traumatizing to me. Yeah. Like when I see him, I feel um like i'm being injured <laughs> i i felt like that in the beginning and then i feel like uh later i started to feel just sort of like very proud of myself for how well i've dealt with the narcissists in my life because i have you know uh, a couple ongoing relationships with people that i have to maintain <sighs> yeah uh, with narcissists where man it's boundaries 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 you know and it's just like there's a script you stick to when you're talking to someone like that and uh, I started to feel kind of like when I, whatever I would see Trump speak, I would be like, good for me being able to get out of that marriage. You know, right. like, man, incredible, <laughs> incredible you were able to do that, you know? So I also, not anymore, but I did for years have a, a personality that attracted narcissists. I feel like, you know, I always had like a, like a victim pheromone coming off to me for a long time. And I feel like I don't have that anymore because now those people avoid me. So that's nice. I... I don't, I mean, obviously Dave is the opposite of a narcissist and I am not attracted to them um, as partners, but I find that I, they are in my vicinity, either in like my workplace or in my personal life in roles that I can't opt out of having them in my life. And that is really disturbing yeah. because it's like these ongoing relationships that you have to have with people where you're like, you know who they are, you know their deal, you know how they operate. And yet it's like, oh yeah, I can't get out of this. This isn't something that I can opt out of anymore. Same. And like, I mean, with comedians, you have two gears of comedians. You have extreme narcissism or extreme people pleaser. And there's a reason why, like, I don't know, there's just two kinds of of personalities that seem to seek that out. So I have to, same, I have a lot of professional relationships with narcissists over the years where I've just kind of had to be like, yeah, this is how this person is. And you don't have to like take it personally. Oh, honey, you're going to, you can't, you're going to get her all hairy. Yeah, I don't want that. Well, that was a great question, Shane. Um, Now I'm going to read you a couple or few here. Uh, from uh, a wa- someone no. who le- they left three no. comments on the last no. one. Keith Dean, first of all, his first, it's more, some of these are more comments than questions. His first comment was that there was, it was a very slow start to this porno, <laughs> that it took a really long time for the air conditioner to break. Um, that was just a comment. I don't know if you have any thoughts on how slow, if this is a porno, it's been a porno with no sex for about seven years now. And we just keep coming back. And it's more and more clothes, actually. More and more. We just keep, yeah, we, we used to do, you know, lighter, but now it's the, uh, turbans layers, and layers right. and gloves. Yeah. 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 So 
<laughs> he was a little disappointed on that. He deleted this comment, but I saw it and I grabbed it real fast before he was so because I felt like it was an important note. He let he wanted to let people know that no tits flop out during this episode. <laughs> Keith Dean wanted to let people Keep know. Keep watching, Keith. It Keith, could happen. It could. Hey, at any point, tits could be out. Oh my God! Today, Alex was going up the stairs and I flashed my tits at him, and he was like appreciative and like yeah, yeah. And then when he got up there, I looked down. So many toast crumbs in between my <laughs> cleavage. There was just solid toast crumbs. So, you know, be careful what you ask for, Keith. There could be a snack and a, dis- a show. With, with me, there's always that both. That for sure happened to me. It's always like a piece of popcorn or something. Yeah. And you're like, oh, God. That's one thing 2020 has done for me is I have pretty decent cleavage now. I finally put on enough weight that I'm like, oh, hello. Like, I got, we're working with near C cup here these days. Almost. I'm saying almost a C cup. His third question was do and I know I assume this was for me but it could be for you but let's just check do the sleeves zip off your coat to make a vest no they do not for me yeah because that coat that you have is like a classic like what is that cotopaxi or something yeah could looks like it could yeah it does not uh what it does do is i've gained enough weight occasionally the zipper explodes from the bottom that's nice (laughs) that's been really fun that's a new one so uh someone else i I didn't write down his name he popped in last episode um and he put in the comments big crowd huh (laughs) and then under that he commented there's only two people watching (laughs) i thought you might want to know because who's counting yeah also but i would just like to point out that this live stream is a benefit for the people who are just sitting around and who actually pick up on it because we don't promote it it's not like anybody was like hey guess what on such and such a date at such and such a time no we'll be doing this live i promote it literally five minutes before on twitter i'm always like hey we're doing this right now yeah and then it goes on to our podcast. Yes. So this is just... The live stream a, is just a... It's a little bonus for the super fans yeah. who seem to really enjoy it. Uh, who uh, who I had a couple people on the Patreon be like, hey, be, we love the... Because we did one and I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of fun. And the people were like, hey, I really like that. And I was like, okay. So we do it also because pretty regularly we forget to hit record. Mm-hmm. And then Alex does have to use the audio from the YouTube right. to make a podcast <laughs> out of. So it's just a little backup for us and a little extra fun for you. So that's nice. Um, Someone asked, uh, uh, what is wood chopping? And I assume they meant that the TikTok on TikTok, uh, there's a. Do you think they really don't know what it is to chop wood? I. It's a new dance. It's all the craze. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a new dance I made up in my lumberjack coat that goes. It's pretty great. Uh, It's a big fad with the kids. Um, It's a TikTok thing. You can look it up. Uh, it's just people chopping wood. I like to watch it because I like to watch people. I like to watch people lay in bricks. That's what TikTok. I really enjoy it. I like to watch people doing what they do. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever you're doing, I will watch it. There's a guy who cleans his fish tank. Here for it. I love it. <laughs> I'm there for it. Oh, are you are you making some bulgogi? Okay, I'll watch that. Like I just like to watch people doing the thing that they do. So yeah, that's why that's what that was about. Um, this one was, wait, oh, wait, where did the other question go? There was one more. I thought I had two pages of questions here. Nope. I guess that was it. <laughs> I guess that's all. Oh no. I did want to let you know to the guy who said only two watching. I don't usually check the numbers. I don't really pay a lot of attention, but just so you know, man, that video is up to 241 views, <laughs> 15 likes, one, one, one down, like yeah. always going to be that we one down vote are. from our 
super Thumbs down to you our super fucker. super fan who always watches everything and downvotes it um and reports it occasionally too which is always like all right I'm, I, I love that because that means somebody at youtube has to sit and be like oh this video got reported for indecent content and then they're watching it and they're like this, I, they have to watch the Christmas. whole video and they have to just hear me being like i gave a blowjob on christmas and you're like that's lovely <laughs> Pretty racy yeah, way stuff. to waste everybody's time. Yeah, so that's it for the questions. Uh, we will, I will keep looking at them and reading them because some of them were pretty funny and they do give they. That's pretty nice. Um, what else we got here? Uh, oh my god, can I tell you how much I appreciated you last week? Uh, you, you can't. I, <laughs> I'm gonna go then. Um, I love. I don't follow. Uh, I'm friends with most of my exes, but there's one that I'm not friends with. Uh, And you sent me the most amazing (laughs) screenshot of a selfie they had posted, which was so bad, so bad. And it was like a very like, um, I think I'm being super hot in this picture, but I don't realize what a prick I look like. And you sent it to me and I... I just really appreciate that you always send me those for one thing. But then I sent it immediately to my mom and my mom with no context. I just sent it to her thinking she would be like, oh, God. But my mom very genuinely was like, oh, God, is that COVID? (laughs) I had COVID. It was so great. It was so great. I was like, oh. I was like, 100% that's COVID. Yeah. It was the sickest burn I've ever heard. I was like, oh, oh. And she was not being mean. Like, she was so genuine. And then when I, I like, sent her back a bunch of laughing emojis, she was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Like, she then thought it was funny, but she was very genuine. I, you know, uh, every once in a while, you know, somebody will post a photo that that I'm in and I will have not seen it and I'm like oh my god that's a terrible photo I mean I'm not a photogenic person and I apparently do that to people a lot because I just will be like oh I think you're beautiful and then I'll post a picture and people like like, my sister takes a picture of me I swear to god every time I have food in my mouth or I'm mid like I'm always doing this (laughs) I realize that's what I look like however I do not appreciate pictures of myself being posted like that but this person posted a picture of that caliber of themselves and not in a like self-effacing way not or, like look how no, terrible no, no. i look like like immediately used it as their tender profile type thing where yeah. you're like no 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 man no 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 <laughs> nope really out of touch yeah with what you look like and just look and in it and in it like really embodied everything about like why i left was really just like wow yeah. Thank you for that. Ugly from the inside out. Yep. That's yeah. what I like to say. Yeah. It's funny because when we first started dating, and I was in such a fragile spot then, we first started dating, he posted a picture of himself similar to that, which I'll tell you in detail more about. But he posted that picture and I remember seeing it. We had at that point, I think we had like, we weren't, we weren't even really dating. Like we had like hung out a couple times. And um, I remember seeing it and being like, this is a bad person. This person is a bad person. Like from the photo, you could tell that the guy, I was like, this person is vicious. Like you can see it in his eyes. And I remember sort of talking myself out of it. Like, no, 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 no. It's just like not a good angle. And that was like the same picture. And I was like, wow, should have listened to that gut instinct, I guess. Because huh? very clearly. Yeah, repellent. He, yeah. he does like steer repellent to me, which, you know, 
that it's not about just somebody being unattractive no. or unappealing. It's like, I mean, plenty of people I'm, I'm attracted to who are not like models or Same. good looking or seven out of 10 or, you know, like, yeah, like I, I'm not a particularly uh, critical of people's looks. I have dated looks. some like ugly people yeah, who I found for very, sure. very attractive Yeah, who other people would be like that person. And I'd be like, no, I find something about this person. Like for, uh, you know, it's, it's a beauty on the inside thing too, but also I really enjoy people with like, Interesting, interesting yeah like unique features right you know? interesting teeth interesting give nose. me those crooked teeth yeah give me 100%. that broken nose yeah. i love i love a person like with a like, little soft bald spot on the back oh i love, love a little bald spot <laughs> a I little belly bald, man i love a bald man who went bald gracefully that's so sexy to me somebody was just like yeah, I'm bald, you know, but who didn't do a whole lot of the like this and a whole lot of the combing and wearing hats and being like, because it's just I like that. I like a man who had to deal with their mortality at 25. Right. Let me have that, <laughs> you know, who had to really be like, oh, fuck. All right. Yeah. So when we talk about this person posting an unattractive picture, it's not just like, wow, you look bad. Yeah. It, it was like it embodied a personality type it was that like, is I can, repellent. I can see and it's your visible. arrogance. I can yeah. see your just like viciousness in this picture. Yeah, man, it it hit me in the gut when I saw it for a second. And then, I I mean, I don't normally, I don't know why it is that this person keeps showing up in my feeds because I swear to God, I have deleted them repeatedly. Yeah. And then every once in a while, like something like that will pop up and it's shocking to me because I'm like, I'm not looking for this. I didn't sign up for this. This wasn't supposed to be it's here. It's for me. It's doing it for me. I, I really <laughs> feel like it is. Send but it to me to I, remind me. And I don't usually, there's a, I think you're the only person that I would share something like that with. But, and because it's not a frequent occurrence. You're not a, you're not a I, regularly petty person, you know, like. It, I'm I just, say, no, I can, I'm regularly petty. Okay, all right. <laughs> But I'm also lazy. <laughs> I had to screenshot that and then like, yes, yeah. yeah, and then make some commentary. But um, I, it was like the whole thing took like 13 seconds. I saw it. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I think I was actually eating dinner or something. And I was talking to Dave and then it just showed up. I was like, oh, my God. No, no, no. This cannot wait. I needed it, too, because the night before I had had a dream. This is what happens to me with people is because I have like a funky memory. I think my brain is always adjusting to make things better and make things more pleasant. And so I had this dream about them where I was hanging out with them and it was really nice. And uh, I literally was like woke up having fond feelings for that person and being like, you know, I should, maybe I should Think text again. them and reach out and blah, blah, blah. And then you sent me that picture and I was like, oh, God, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like maybe I just need you to remind me. Instagram knows that you need me. To, I need you to be like, hey, nope, no, 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 don't don't reach out and make sure they're doing all right and and say hello. Mm -mm, mm -hmm. No. Um, well, let's see what. Oh, can we talk about the email thing? Yes, and I was going to bring that up during the nurse when we were talking about narcissists. Yeah, oh, yeah, one yeah. of the one of the examples um, that's that happens to me is like it's the holidays, so I, I'm trying to have like some boundaries with work and home life and those kinds of things, which is really hard during COVID. But I have noticed about um, a colleague, 
And I, I kind of noticed it before, but I really noticed it over the Christmas break when this person sent an email after hours, like in the evening on Christmas Eve, sent a work related email. And, and clearly something that wasn't pressing could totally have wa- pressing waited at all. And there is this phenomenon of people who I feel like they think that it makes them look industrious and ambitious to have no boundaries when it comes to their work time. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't know this, it just makes you look crazy. And it like, makes you look cuckoo. Yeah. When I get an email from someone on Christmas Eve at 9 p.m., I'm like, oh, thanks for letting me know that you hate the people in your home. <laughs> you hate your family. Literally, you're sitting here sending this weird, unnecessary Christmas Eve email instead of doing something nice with them. Because this person is like also this they're is, imposing on your time because a yeah. lot of people haven't set up those boundaries and are like, oh, I better, better get this. this. I better look at my email. Well, and... And, and it's, it's so it's like I it's a it's actually also disrespectful of other people's time. Yeah. And it's not like this person is living alone and single and maybe just didn't realize the time. Like I'm they're sorry. married. Even they have a family. Even if you're living alone and if you're single, you're aware. Yeah. You're you knew it was Christmas Eve. You, yeah. Yeah. Even if you don't celebrate. Right. You know, you still know that it's a holiday weekend. You have the time off. It was a Friday. Yeah. Leave everybody alone. Yeah. You know. But this person is Thursday was a Thursday. But yeah. You know what I mean? It's still, it's a holiday. It's a holiday like, weekend. let it go. Um, this person is constantly sending emails yeah. on Friday night at seven, on like even like in the middle of the night, like 2 a.m. on a Saturday. We are not in the medical industry. We are not doctors or there, you know, there's no, there's nothing pressing that we could, that we could be working on. And I, I, it's really pathetic. I'm sorry. It's it's such a. It makes I, you look like a creep. I know. A lot, I know that there are women that do it, but I feel like it's a very like masculine power movie thing to do. It's two things. It's number one, someone who is absolutely propping up their self esteem with how much they work because they think that that like it makes them look better if they're doing that. And it's like, it doesn't, it makes you look weird. It makes you look (laughs) obsessive and sad. Um, But also I feel like it's kind of power play to be like, Oh, are you enjoying your Christmas Eve? You piece of shit. Not me. Tappity tappity. I'm at work. And like, he's trying to like make everybody else feel kind of weirdly, vaguely guilty that they're like not working all the time when, yeah, you guys don't have a job where you need to be doing that government jobs. Very, very few people do though. No, I can't think of anybody that I know or love or that that is happening to them. I mean, like like I said, if it's the like if you're a nurse, yeah, my aunt is a doctor, something. and she's always like she's on call, she's always checking charts, she's checking on patients in the That's hospital. That's when it's pressing, yeah, but it's certainly important. not pressing for most of us working just no. office jobs and things, yeah. And I, yeah, I, I definitely, if you send me an email. You're if I what it always looks like to me is not that you're even working, but just that you like saved this email that you wrote, you know, four hours ago so that you could send it in the middle of the night. Not that you're actually it doesn't read to me that you're actually working at that time. It reads to me like you're sending an email at a really weird time. It reads to me like you're ignoring your wife. That's all (laughs) it reads to me is that that your wife is trying to talk to you about your erectile dysfunction. You guys are in bed. It's 930. She's trying to talk to you and you're on your phone like I got to just got to answer this pressing work email and then off to bed. That's what it reads to me is that you're avoiding the real 
you know, uh, responsibilities of intimacy in your life. That's what that stuff, workaholism always comes down to uh, propping up your self-esteem and then also like trying, and I, and I have done it. At I don't believe it's a workaholic thing though. Yeah, you think it's more just like a power movie kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's I think it's trying to prove to other people or trying to make it appear as though you're yeah, a workaholic, you're right. yeah. but not a real workaholic. Because you guys don't honestly like have enough, you know, you guys are working from home, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry that that happened to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that was another thing I screenshotted and sent to Emma. I was like, really? Yeah. Really, dude? Christmas Eve? What are you... Um, I, did I tell, did we do not talk about the tiny cat a couple weeks ago or last week when we did this? Did we talk about tiny cat? No, but can we? Okay. <laughs> okay. So on my walk, oh. there is this tiny cat that I have been seeing since we moved in. It's got no tail. Is it's it a little, kitten or just a cat? Well, okay. It, it was a kitten, but now it's a cat, but it's still a very tiny cat oh. and it's black with like brindle coloring and I noticed it, it wasn't ever a kitten. I'm not saying I saw it as a kitten. It's just a very small cat. And at first when I saw it, I thought it was a kitten because it's so little and skinny. And then I was finally like, I think this is a full grown cat who is like stunted maybe, or just like really tiny or super skinny. So I kept seeing it on my walk all fall and it waits for me in this one spot um, by this house that has a bunch of aspens and cottonwoods. And every time I would walk by, I'd stop and pet it. And it's really friendly and it would always follow me for a ways on my walk. Um, and then right when it started to get really cold, one day I was I was walking and it was there and uh, it was so skinny, 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 skinny. And I was like, this cat, there are a ton of strays in our neighborhood, but most of them are doing all right. And uh I was like, this the cat. The tiny Tim of cats? Yeah, the tiny Tim of cats. And I was like, this cat is going to starve if I don't take it. And it's matted. It has a long hair and it's really matted and it's really, re- like, so skinny. I was petting it and, like, you can feel no, its backbone. Don't let it be starving. So I was like, I'm just going to take it home. So I picked it up and I, tr- I put it in my coat. I got, like, a house down and it jumped out and ran off. And I was like, well, fuck. So then I didn't see it for like a month and a half. And I, and I, every day when I go by, I carry food and some treats in my pocket in case I see it. And I've been leaving it little piles of food there, but it's never eaten. And I was like, I killed that cat. I killed that cat. Cause I could, I was like, I should have zipped it up and like forced it to come home with me. Cause I was kind of like, Oh, but what if it's someone's cat? You know, Chip would love a cuddle cat. Well, I couldn't keep it because I'm very, very allergic to cats. So am I. I, I know. <laughs> and, uh, but I was like, I'm sure I can find a good home for it. And I'm sure I could find somebody who would take in this. Be- it's, it's really beautiful. It's really matted, but it's a really, really cute cat. So I haven't seen it for like a month and a half. And every day when I get home, I report to the kids like, I didn't see that cat. I killed that cat. I should have made sure. And every day they're like, she'll show back up. She'll show back up. So the other day I was walking and she was there. She has a little tiny cat in her usual spot. And I'm like, oh my God, she looks worse. Okay. She's oh like patches of hair, like just mats <sighs> and mats and wads of hair. And I'm petting her and I'm like, I'm taking this cat. I'm taking this cat. And I was like, even if she is someone's cat, they're neglecting her. Cause I kind of was like, well, she's always in the same spot. So maybe someone owns her. And I'm like, I, whoever owns There's her just is a wild cat that are everywhere. And I was like, whoever is owning, who owns her is neglecting her so bad that she looks like this. So I'm like, literally like I'm seconds away from picking her up. And this old man goes, Oh, you found princess. And I look up, there's a tiny old man with no shirt using two canes to walk out. And I'm like, 
oh hi yeah I, I she's here on my walk a lot I pet her blah 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 and he's like oh she's a real sweetie he's probably 90 I'm like oh how and I so we're talking and he's like she's a real sweetie he's clearly deaf he's not answering my questions he's just sort of feeding me information about the cat and I'm like oh it doesn't I'm like yeah I I, I almost took her home because she looks like a stray and she's he's like oh yeah she's blah 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 after my wife passed and he's kind of telling me stuff and I'm like she doesn't look very good though like and he's like yeah you know the mats we can't get I can't seem to get the mats out of her she doesn't like to be touched a whole lot well she lets me pet her and pick her up but she doesn't she clearly doesn't like to be picked up but um I'm like okay well I was like, oh, well, you know, if you ever need somebody to bring you any supplies or cat food or anything, I was like, I've been leading the food for her here, but she doesn't eat it. And he goes, and he can kind of hear me. And he goes, oh, she eat it? She No, she doesn't eat. She doesn't eat. She's 21. She doesn't eat anymore. <laughs> 21. She's 21 years old. This tiny kitten that I thought I was rescuing is this 90-year-old man, 21-year-old. The reason she looks like shit is she is dead. She died several years ago. And I almost stole this little old man's dead wife's cat because I thought I was doing the right thing. Ah. Uh, so I I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> and like the cat followed me for like a house and then turned back. She looks great. I mean, for 21, she looks great. She looks amazing for 21. I didn't even know cats got that old. That's incredible. Yeah, I'm not a 30 year old cat. Yeah, I actually, our old cat lived to be 22. So I was like, okay, but I almost stole his cat. And I was like, okay, I need to, I need to reassess some things <laughs> thinking I'm some well, hero. Well, that was, I mean, I think that's completely understandable. I would have done yeah. the same thing. Oh, she was so, she's so pathetic. But I was like, oh, well, she doesn't get brushed because he's way too old to be handling that situation. Right. And my, so we had this cat Marmalade who lived, he was a farm cat and he was a real tough guy and he got, uh, fades feline aids oh yeah which was really sad because they stop cleaning themselves and their hair gets really matted and they get sores all over their face and he was on medication but it was like um the medication would work and then it would not work um so it was kind of a situation like that where he just got so old that he and sick that he couldn't he didn't groom himself yeah they can't do that anymore so that's that must be yeah so at least though i was like well at least it's not this terrible situation where i was like this poor baby no, she has, cat a home. has no home yeah. and no nope has a very loving home with a man who's loved her for 21 years and it's his only companion oh, also bless his heart that whole my neighborhood you know it's it's a lot of trailers and stuff and a uh, lot of trump flags a lot of trump flags and this little old man so sweet all fall had the biggest biden harris sign which i'm like i don't even know how you hung this after seeing you huge and someone stole it and he got another one and hung it up and i was like oh now i know that you're this tiny little leftist in here with this very old cat good for you so that's that's my little tiny cat story i thought maybe i'd already told you that but i was kind of dying to tell you no that's perfect i love it it has a happy ending i'm really glad i thought you were going to say something like you saw it dead because he did post that picture of that sad little horse with his friend. Oh, my God. That made yeah. me so sad. That little horse just oh. standing well, there. Well, to make you feel better about that, um, uh, we did eat it. No, that's not, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not it. That's not it. <laughs> we boiled the hooves. No, uh, we, we have glue for the every rest piece. of the year. <laughs> uh, 
no. Um, so every day on my walk, I see the little cat, and then I see there's a pony and a very, 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 very old horse who every time I walk by is like, oh, hey, how is it going? And again, I'm like, no, no, don't. You don't come to me. I'll come to you. And I always give him some scratches and um, her some scratches and say hello. And the pony comes over. And um, then that, yeah, that day I saw just the pony standing there. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Where's the, the just the little pony standing there? And then I realized that there was a tarp on the ground and the pony was standing right. And I was like, oh, the horse died. And they, you, it takes, it's hard to get rid of a, cork, a horse carcass. Oh, you have to get someone worst. to come and get yeah. it. So, um uh, then I realized the little pony was like standing guard. So I took a very depressing picture and posted on Instagram. People were like, why? Why did you do this to us? <laughs> yeah, so so sad. sad. But I do want to say that horse was so old. I was really like, they should have put this horse down. Like it was uh, clearly in pain. And when it would move, it was like, and it was super sway back. Oh. And so it was very, I mean, I understand like they probably had it for 20 years and it's very hard to let go of. And, but yeah, when it it was sad for the pony because I was like, oh, your buddy. But I was like, eh, probably for the best with that horse. I hope so. they get the pony like a goat or something. A little something. Yeah, they need something. They it have just to have a alone. companion yeah. that they like. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that was sad. Um, <laughs> I have one. Do you have something? Do you have anything? I have one more I thing. I might. But go ahead. Okay. Um, I, uh, last week... Alex lost the keys to the car, like lost, lost oh the God. keys to the car. And we were looking and I, he was upstairs, he was working and I was looking and looking and looking for him. And um, I finally found them out in the shop, which is hilarious. Cause like you need a key to get into the shop cause it's locked up pretty tight. Uh, which means he like went in there, left the car, it's on, he, there are keys, separate keys for the shop, but he took the keys that are on my car key and went in there and then left him. And I would have never found him, but I have to happen to just think, yeah, they're probably in, I know him well enough that they were in the shop. So I went in later and I was teasing him about it and I was like giving him a hard time about losing the keys and he felt really bad. And I was like, oh no, no, I don't hate that about you. Like I actually, it's his ADHD. And I realized that like, I really love being with somebody who uh, has ADHD because the the amount of times when the first year we were dating the amount of times i got to uh watch him crawl through his doggy door because he had <laughs> lost his keys six or seven times i gotta watch he's not a small man he's five eleven. gotta watch him fit through a doggy door and i just remember thinking like that, what resilience you know like having adhd like a normie person just has their keys all the time if you have adhd you're always losing your keys and you have to become so like creative and resilient and flexible and i like that i like that like you you know over the years he's had to i, I don't want to be with somebody who's always remembering things i want to be with someone who has been taping things together <laughs> for their entire life so that they know because that's one of the things I like about him is he every I feel like I'm a pretty rough and tumble person and every person I've ever been with has has had a hard time being with me partly because like like my bar like I can suffer you know I can mm -hmm. be cold or it can be windy and I've always been with I've been with a lot of people who are like they can't tolerate like camping and stuff like that and like Alex was the first person with the first time we went camping I was like oh okay because he wasn't like intimidated by my outdoor skills or like a little like oh uh ugh, you know like he really was just like uh, i'll be right back after go climb this tree because i accidentally lost my keys like i don't know <laughs> he just is always i don't know i just really liked that and i just so do it. you know there's a resiliency gene no i did not know that 
Yes. And I'm fascinated by it because one of the things I'm always sort of surprised about myself is that I'm really resilient. Oh, for sure you are. I'm incredibly adaptable. And if you know me and you meet me, you wouldn't necessarily think that about like, me. Well, you what? Just because you're in a seal skin coat? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't come across as like, you know, really rough and no. tumble, like I can put up with a lot. I, I think I come across more like... Uh, I'm Bourgeois. high maintenance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you were not. I am not high no. maintenance. No. <laughs> and if maintenance needs to be done, I can do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I, um, I was, I went to uh, a doctor at one point because I was trying to get some medication for restless leg syndrome, which I have really bad. Um, and they did genetic testing. And then I got the report from the genetic test and I went in and talked to the the doctor about it. And they're like, oh, well, there's something that's sort of unrelated to this, but you might find it interesting, which is that there is a gene um, for resilience and people who have it bounce back easier and hmm. they can overcome adversity easier. It's funny because you've definitely met people who don't have that gene. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I can name people where like they had like a meltdown because of some small thing and you were like, what <laughs> I've had my car stop I had you had someone leave you at a restaurant and <laughs> take their move the moving truck like you bounced back from that you know yeah I bounced back from a lot of things and I I mean I'm also going to take credit for you know like really focusing on things like mental health and yeah. you know my my physical well-being and stuff like that but also part of it is that I'm naturally predisposed to be resilient yeah. and I bet you are too. Oh, for sure. And I think a lot of the people like the narcissists that you and I have dated do not have that ability. I no. mean, when I was going to move to Tucson and I was with this guy, he was like a, he was a world champion power lifter, which to me implies some kind of strength and um, fortitude fortitude yeah and he was like a total fucking wreck he would have a meltdown if things like went slightly askew mm -hmm. like his plans or his you know i like when we were actually in the moving truck he hit some uh, somebody's car with this moving truck and i'm always just like yeah this is how it's gonna go yeah this, this is, is how it's gonna be we're gonna have to you know like figure out insurance and all that stuff and he literally had like a breakdown yeah like he couldn't he was just paralyzed with what to do i i dated someone like that and um i remember one time so we went out to we were traveling they we were traveling together and um, they the airline lost his luggage and they were like, oh, it'll be uh, here tomorrow. And he like started yelling at the employee and like losing his shit. And this is funny because I think this is someone who a lot of other people think is a really nice person. But I watched them lose their shit on service people like repeatedly and like freaking out, freaking out about that. And then like also sometimes when we'd be out to eat, like, you know, you're sitting there and you're like waiting for someone to come and serve you. And he would be like, where the fuck is the server? And he would get so mad and he would start to like have like a meltdown if our food took too long. He would start to get so mad and I would be like... <laughs> I've lived in a motorhome with three kids, you know, like a 22 foot, you know, not even a pop out. Come on. And I just I remember one time him like having this total, total meltdown about something and being like, we didn't date very long, but I was just like, oh, we can't. And he was very like 
super, super noise sensitive. And I don't mean like in a a neuro, a typical way, which is completely fine. Uh, I have people in my life like that who you're like, which I'm like that. Like I can't go to a Best Buy. Yeah. Um, But this was more like, like he would, he would get so irritated that people would dare like create noise that was he would get so personally mad at other people for like just normal life stuff and I was like man you really aren't I the 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 defining thing was when I met his mom um who was who was lovely and he's he's a lovely person in some ways too but she described she said that he was her her little prince and I was like I gotta go I'm out (laughs) This is not, I don't date men whose moms describe them at uh, this age as a little prince. <laughs> this is not going to work out. Nobody can date me who was a little prince or princess. No, and it makes the, like those relationships like that power lifter guy. I thought, you know, what would happen if he's having this big of a meltdown because we get lost and we don't have directions or, yeah. you know, something got charged to his card that shouldn't have been and he's having a full blown meltdown. Like what happens in a real emergency? Yeah. What happens when... Um, you know, one of our parents dies and we have to deal with, um, you know, the grief and also the paperwork. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, simultaneously having shit. to to maintain our lives and our jobs and our kids. I was like, what happens when you have a kid that breaks his leg and you're with somebody like this? Yeah. I was like, it's just not it's just not possible. No. And also, I don't want to carry the weight for somebody like that because I can handle myself in an emergency in a situation wood 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 um yeah that is definitely not wood nope, it looks like rope. wood which this counts is rope. i can knock on rope that's, <laughs> that's what lumberjacks do we knock on rope uh, but you know that that really made me concerned like yeah. i don't want to be the only one who can't handle themselves in a in a situation yeah i mean and it's funny because alex really like you know that was one reason seeing him around my kids before we were dating because we'd been friends for a lot of years seeing him around my kids and watching the way I, I dated some other really nice people. Like I, I dated this person uh, for a while who I adored and I was very, very into, but I was like, my kids would eat you alive. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way that you would be able to hold your own and watching Alex, tr- you know, teach them a board game so patiently and like be able to like handle the constant wrestling and the rough and tumble. But also like we have been through, it's funny, people have been talking about 2020 being a terrible year, and obviously it was. But for me, in some ways, I feel like I got to really see the metal of the people around me. I got to see, like, who who did just disregard it and keep partying and doing whatever the fuck they wanted and doing, you know, who, who like, fell apart and, like, was in no way able to be there, which for other people or even themselves. Like, you kind of got to see these very real versions of people. And I'm, you know, watching Alex through all this, we we also went through uh, a miscarriage and, uh, you know, like had to move because we got, couldn't stay in our apartment anymore. Like we had kind of like a bunch of things happen and none of them ever felt like crises. And I almost died a couple of times and he had to drive me to the ER and I was hospitalized. Like we've had an amazing year and a half, but at the same time, like watching the way he handles this shit, I've been like, man, you're definitely it. You're the person I want because even in this horrible year, I've been able to be like, he, I think this has been a bad year, but it hasn't in a lot of ways been, you know, there are people, I have friends who are from Afghanistan who have been through like truly terrible shit. What most of us have experienced in 2020 is unpleasantness, you know, not horror, not watching our parents die in a bombing, you know, like I think people in America need to get a, like, yes, 400,000 people are dead and, 
there's so much atrocity happening right now and that's a genocide and weirdly a lot of us are sort of not personally affected you know like it's it's such a mind fuck you know to be grieving that and grieving the fact that our government doesn't care about us at all while at the same time being like i don't know i'm just picking up groceries and trying to like keep my germs out of the mix you know it's so it's such a weird time but i feel really grateful that like I, I appear to have done a pretty good job surrounding myself with people who have good perspective and who are very resilient and also very generous. You know, I think that good for me, good for me, 2019 me, you know? Yeah. I think 2019 was really, really the test of Dave and I, because we went, we went through a lawsuit and we had to buy a house, which required a lot of coming to terms with um, our financial youth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which was really, really kind of embarrassing. Um, and then 2020, we we were like, well, because we went through all of those things together and had a really, really hard year, um, had a really hard year parenting in 2019, um, that... We were kind of prepared for it. Yeah. You know, and, well, and like I did has been garbage, you know, garbage in this country. I mean, honestly, my entire 30s was was horrible. It was just really not a good time. Um, and then, yeah, the last five years, like culturally um, for our whole country has been terrible. Yeah. The government's been folding. Yeah. <laughs> we're just watching the decline of our happy new the year. Decline of the guys. empire. Happy, happy new year. I think, but I weirdly do feel, I I sort of this week have sort of like felt hopeful. And I do. I feel like, you know, I I think the people who are like 2021, as soon as 2020 is over, it'll be better. It's like, no, no, we're (laughs) so far out from getting vaccinated, like strap in for another year. Like, yeah, nothing changes tonight at midnight. No, literally nothing except the time. I do feel hopeful, though. And I do feel I feel like. There are changes happening and, and things going on that have will have long-term effects. I, I do feel like, I don't know. I just feel hopeful. I don't, I have no idea why. Maybe it's because I did some Zoom comedy and I was like, oh, okay, I could do this, <laughs> you know? So I feel, and I started some projects yesterday and I've been like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do some shit. I think I felt my lowest depths of despair the 26th and the 27th. Oh. I really took like a hit uh, this week and I don't really know why I think it was because like uh, there was a big lead up for Christmas and yeah. it was kind of a little bit something to look forward to or like something to do and then I finally just kind of like relaxed after that and whenever I relax I just kind of you know come to terms with things and I like it's like every time I go on vacation I get sick <laughs> yeah know? oh yeah it's like once you finally like let go then your body's like okay because we really needed to be sick for a lot of okay. this <laughs> I think so much yeah I get sick every June doesn't matter like I just do my body's like all right because I usually take some time off in the summer with the kids and then I immediately get sick too I usually get pneumonia right <laughs> like in June is my pneumonia time so yeah it's just mind over matter and when I finally just let the mind go then the, then the matter I, just I I don't know I feel this like uh you know I maybe it was the conjunction you know yeah maybe. the night of the conjunction we had a big fire it was solstice the kids and I we had a big fire and I was like 
I think for me, some of it was like, I had so much grief this year. Mm-hmm. I feel like I processed like a ton of grief. And on the night of the solstice, I just kind of was like, all right, I'm done navel gazing. Like I'm, I'm ready to like get out, get back out there and, uh, you know, do start doing some other things, you know, like it just kind of felt like something sort of shifted for me and I feel better. So well, Dave told me that cozy is white privilege. Cozy, he's right. Yeah, like, he's right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, You're, that's really an awful thing because I'm like, I just need to be cozy and I just need to get finally get comfortable. And he's like, you know, cozy's white privilege. And you're like, all right, Dave, <laughs> you're right, but let me have my slanket, okay, God. <laughs> all right, well, I gotta pee so bad. We're gonna have to end it because I'm about to wet my pants. So again, yeah, uh, I know it's because I drink all that tea. Oh, okay, wait, well, do you I have, have one more? Thing? I have one more thing, which okay. is, do you remember that guy who wrote you that email where he had all the things at the bottom of his oh, email? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought we need to start compiling the things that are going on, going on yours, and I thought. Um, you need to put how many periods you've endured. Oh my God, for reals. I'm on my period right now. That's part of the reason I have to go to the bathroom is I'm like, we're about to have a situation here. I'm wearing white tights. Um, yeah, for reals, because I start my period every full moon. I, I just am very regular whatever for whatever reason like that. And um, every time it surprises me, every time I'm like, oh, what? I feel bad. My back hurts. I don't know what's happening. And then I'll start and be like, oh, yeah, this again. Yeah. yeah. So should, I think you yeah. need to put that in your, in, you know, in my, like, in my email, you know, 700 periods endured. Or something. It's gotta be more than that. 7,000 <laughs> periods endured three home birth labors. Uh, yeah, I will. I'm going to compile a list for next time. Next time let's have our lists and we'll, we'll make our signatures for our email. Okay. Well, thank you guys uh, for hanging out in 2020, and we're going to still be here for 2021. And we hope you have a very, and very it's happy all new year. Be better. Just give it a couple oh, weeks. No. Give it a couple it's weeks. All come it's together. all changing. We got a comment here. I'm actually going to read a comment right now. And thanks, Emma and Pidge. Love and luck in 2021. A heart. Thank you guys. We love you. And stay safe tonight. Go. Don't go out and infect a bunch of people. None yep. of you would, because you wouldn't be listening to us if you were going to go do that. <laughs> but love you. Love you. Love bye. You, bye. bye.